everybody, and welcome to an episode of Impactful Conversations, a platform to educate and inspire. My name is Tafad Zandlovu, and thank you for tuning in for the show. On this show, I interview and speak to individuals who are making a difference in their world, individuals who have a different way of thinking and are forming as leaders in their respective fields. I hope that you enjoy the episode, and I'd love to hear some of your feedback after listening to the episode, either by writing us a review or by heading over to the website, impactfulconversations.co.za, and heading over to the Contact Us section. Anyway, wherever you're listening to this, I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Good day, everybody, and thank you so much for uh, joining the episode 12 with Bianca Koyabe, um, who I'm very pleased to have here today. Bianca is an entrepreneur, content creator, model, influencer, like such an inspiration, right? And um, I think I'm really, really privileged, Bianca, to have you on the show. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited about this. No, awesome. Thank you so much for um, coming on to the show. And I think we, we're going to have an awesome conversation this morning. It's a, When we're recording right now, it's a crispy morning in, in Johannesburg. It's yes. just off in. Um, so, yeah, quite keen to, to start the day off right. And I think really excited to dive in. So, Bianca, what we usually do um, typically to start off, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, who, where you're from, who you are, what you do currently, um, as well as what you're passionate about as well. Well, I was born in Namibia. Um, mm. My parents are Kenyan and I grew up here in South Africa. So um, my background is quite diverse, which I never really used to um, connect to or understand as I was growing up. Mm. Um, but now, as I'm older, I just want to go back to my roots. And I mean, I haven't been to Namibia since I was two. Uh, that's when we left. So, you know, I want to make a road trip there and like just go and actually see where I'm like from, technically, like where I was born. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I am a model, and um, I also do photography. Um, I'm also uh, like a model coach. Uh, I do a lot. I do social media management, um, mm. and I'll say that my main, the main things or the main ways I make my my income, because that's what people really want to know. Like, how do you make money? How are you surviving? <laughs> yeah. um, is through the modeling industry. Mm. Um, I've been modeling for, this is my ninth year now, <clears throat> excuse me, this is my ninth year of modeling and um, also just through brand deals. So brands will approach me and they'll ask me to create content for them. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I'm also a content creator um, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Like I've just always been a creative. I've always loved art. I took art in school. Um, I've always loved expressing myself visually. Mm. So um, I think Growing up, though, I didn't, I wasn't sure how I was going to make a career out of it, though. But I yeah. just kind of followed what was, what my heart was speaking, you know. And um, I just believed, you know. I didn't really know. I didn't have a plan. But I was like, I like this. And um, I enjoy it. And, you know, I've been able to build um, just a really good, sustainable uh, career. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're going to dive a little bit into your career mm -hmm. Second, but before we do that, let's let's get to know you a little bit better. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so what is it? What's your daily routine? I mean, what, what's your typical sort of day right now as we're recording this? Um, you know, South Africa is in level three lockdown at the moment. Um, yeah. You know, 
Tell us a little bit about your, your daily routine right now. What's a typical day in your well, life? Uh, well, because I'm literally always on standby, my days are never the same. However, hmm. what I've had to do is train myself to wake up earlier so that I can get a bit of a routine in. Um, so I'll wake up and then I'll probably journal um, like drink a nice cup of tea, sit outside and just have like quiet time when there's no noise where I can just be with my thoughts. Yeah. Um, after that, I'll work out for about sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, depending on how I'm feeling. Mm. Um, and then after that, I'll kind of map out what I'm going to get done for the day. If I need to run any errands, if I need to do some admin, if I have to film a video, um, mm. So the night before that, I would have prepared my to-do list and then I'd look through my to-do list and I basically just get started. I'll do like basic chores around the house. Um, mm. And yeah, then the day just carries on from there. You know, things pop up. I have to run here, run there. It's always different all the time. Yeah, and really, I, I really love that. I mean, it, it sounds like you you have a really sort of powerful start to the day. Um, which I think is is so important, and I really do love that. Are you are you a morning person, you know, originally, or have you sort of had? You to know become... what? Let me be honest. No, like I love my sleep so much. Like, listen, I've had to train. As I said, I had to train myself. So, um, well, mm. let me just be honest. Beginning of lockdown, my sleep patterns were like, whoa, it was so bad. I was sleeping at like four a.m waking up at like 2 p.m. Like, it was so bad. Um, but I think, you know, I was just adjusting to the pandemic. I mean, it is a pandemic, so it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I've, I've over the years, I've trained myself to wake up a bit earlier. And I must say that I've made myself a morning person. So I will be excited for the day. You know, I'll kind of be like, okay, well, I'm up already. Let me just have that positive energy and like, get going instead of being grumpy and like walking around the house like this you know it's you'd rather just be open to um any opportunities that may arise you know because really if you have that energy then um those things will come yeah so, to answer your question i i guess i am a morning person force forcefully a morning person you've evolved into a morning person <laughs> mm. Mm. that's yeah. that's interesting right and you know so so Diving a little bit into into your uh, career, um, and I know that your career is multifaceted, which is I think thoroughly inspirational because I think, you know, we we really have to sort of expand our idea of what a career is. Um, a yeah. career can be multifaceted, and a career doesn't necessarily have to be um, in one thing, right? You, you can sort of have a multifaceted career, a multi-pronged approach. Um, but one of the questions that we had from from the Q and A, um, specifically about your careers, you know, so currently, you know, how like has lockdown affected your motivation to to create content? Um, I would say no, actually, I've mm. gotten a lot more motivation because I've had a lot more time to execute the ideas that are in my head. You know, as a creative. Yeah. You always have ideas. Like I'm always writing down things. I'll wake up at like 3 a.m. with this idea, and I have to write it down so I don't forget it. But um, you know, before uh, lockdown, you know, I just didn't have time. I was always running around and have to be here and there, and I don't have time to execute um, the other ideas that I have in my head. So 
um, it's it's healthy. The beginning, I will like I said, you know, my sleep patterns were really out of whack, so that did affect my motivation and my productivity. Um, but now I'm in a much better space, and I kind of was just like, well, it's gonna be like this for a while, so um, I needed to snap out of it. You know, I have that where I go through like you'll go through a bit of a slump, and I'll just wake up one day and be like, okay, no, let's get back on track. So um, it's given me a lot of time to create and to just really, um, you know, try new things as well. Um, Things that I've always wanted to do that I haven't had the chance to do. And so, yeah, I'd say that in in a lot of ways, I'm grateful for the lockdown because it's helped with with my motivation. It's helped me to have a good routine, you know, because I kind of can map out my day. Whereas when, you know, things are normal, my agent can call me and be like, hey, you have to be here in an hour. And I'm like, oh, no, yeah. but I'm here. And, you know, it's mm. really all the time I'm like so frazzled. And mm. this, this time has helped me to actually be more productive. That's really awesome. I think it's taken, it's probably taken a lot of focus to to get there and, and, and a lot of, you know, motivation to to actually get into that state of mind. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, being an influencer. Um, and you are an influencer yourself. And, um, you know, I think this is something which, you know, is viewed by some in a positive light and by some not in a positive light, right? Um, and I think, you know, I allude to something which I actually saw in your story the other day. You shared a post about, you know, is it easy to become an influencer? And, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's thoughts that, you know, you can just create an Instagram account and, you know, promote, I don't know, fresh pack robust tea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then you're already an influencer. Um, but what I want to actually ask you is is another question that came, um, you know, from the Q&A, which is, what is the, the least enjoyable part um, of being an influencer? I would say, um, okay, I'm a typical type A personality. So I don't see... Like when there's a negative, I'm like, how can I make this a positive, you know? So I would say just that period of time when you're, um, let's say, between brand deals. So let's say last month I would have gotten a big brand deal, this month nothing, and maybe next month there's another brand deal. So it's just that gap, that in-between gap of like, okay, let me just still create some content and do like what I love. And, you know, just put it out there and, you know, hopefully that will turn into something else. So those those times are quite difficult because it's like you're kind of creating, but you don't know what what like you're creating for. And that's when you have to bring it back to like, why are you doing this? You know, Mm -hmm. are you really passionate about it? Do you really love it? Um, So, yeah, those quiet times when you're waiting you know, for an email, like, hey, we want to collaborate with you on yeah. this, are you keen, you know, you're waiting for the, those emails, but, um, you know, just the way that I overcome those times is by constantly uh, creating, because um, you can't only create when you have a brand deal, you need you need to always be creating and putting mm. yourself out there, um, mm. and then also just approaching brands myself, you know, yeah. so sitting around and waiting, I mean, you can wait forever, so, yeah. you know, just those in-between times, yeah, they're quite difficult, but mm. knowing me and how I am, I'm always like, how can I combat this? How can I, you know, overcome this? How can we turn this into a positive? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, if, if, you're, if you're not, 
if you're not like strong willed, um, it can make you feel discouraged. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, you have to just be able to push through even when it seems like nothing's happening because people are always watching. So, so tell me a little bit about, so what influences you to promote a product? So what is it that you would, would you know, let you say, okay, cool, I will, I will promote this. Um, obviously, you know, be, there has to be a financial incentive for you. Um, but what is it that actually does, you know, influence you to actually say, yes, okay, cool, I will align with this. And how does it sort I of think, lift your um, brand? Mm-hmm. In the in the beginning, you know, when you're when you're trying to book a brand deal, you know, mm. not to say that. I went for everything, but there were a lot of things that I was like, oh, wow, they want to pay me and they were going to send me stuff. Okay, cool. Let me do it. So I would say in the beginning, it was a lot like, you know, the money incentive, but yeah. still I would see like, can I, can I see myself using this product? Like, do I like what they're about? So that was still there. Cause I've, I've always been about authenticity. Yeah. Um, but I think now after doing this, I mean, I, I think I've been doing this like the influencer stuff probably since 2013. Yeah. That's when I got my first like thing. Mm. Um, so now it's more so, you know, do our brands align? Um, yeah. You know, I also do a bit of research on the brand. Um, you know, how, like, how do they treat their customers? What are people saying also in the comment section of this brand? Like, you know, are they a loved brand? Um, but I think, you know, definitely the main thing is um, do our brands align because mm. people will be able to see if there's a disconnect. And I also won't be able to promote something if there's a disconnect. Yeah. So there has to be an immediate like, yes, this makes sense. You know, I love what you guys do. Um, so that's a big one. And then, of course, you know, when it comes to uh, the money, that all comes with your... Um, how long you've been doing this it all comes with like how much you can offer so, so you know I'm always open to negotiations I do have my set rates but you know if there's a way that we can come together and it makes sense you know I'm always open to that kind of thing mm-hmm. so you know have you ever refused to do a, a promo deal yes I have mm. um so there's, I've, I have refused to do a promo deal before, um, and that's just because I didn't feel like our our brands were a match. Yeah. Um, and also I have, for example, what some brands do, if you know people watching this don't know, is they send through PR packages to influencers and celebrities and that kind of thing. And you know, essentially, what what they, uh, we are expected to do is unbox it on our Instagram. And yeah. share with our followers, you know, what this brand is about and, you know, what the new products are. So um, some brands, uh, a few brands that I've worked with will send me something and they're like, if you like it, you know, please do post. And, you know, there's no obligation. But yeah. since yesterday, actually, I got a brand who, you know, they DM me. They're like, oh, we love you and everything. What are your sizes? We want to send you some stuff. So. Mm. You know, I, I said to them, I was like, oh, that's amazing. But I was transparent with them. And I said, you know, if you do send me something, um, I'm just confirming that, you know, I will only post about this if I like it. And, yeah. you know, also when I am able to, because I do have a lot of other um, paid 
partnerships, which, you know, I need to create that content. So, and also just with my standard of work, I'll never just take a quick picture and post it because, you know, yeah. I need to. I, I think through everything I put out and I spend a lot of time creating mood boards and all of that just so that, you know, when I'm creating the content, it's worth my time and mm. actually comes out how I want it to come out, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there, there are some. And so I, I just said to them, you know, I, they responded to me and they said, oh, well, we sent to a few other people and they were all happy to post for free. And, you know, I said, I'm, I'm happy to post for free. However, I will be posting for free in my own time and only yeah. if I like it. Um, yes, exactly. Because you guys, you know, obviously aren't wanting to do a partnership. Mm. So, um, yeah, sometimes you have to say no. I mean, you can't, you also can't be promoting every brand. You know, yeah. you need to look at like, what are you trying to sell? What are you trying to put out there? You know, if you're yeah. working with every brand, people aren't going to trust you. Exactly. So those are things that you learn over time. And I think, you know, Bianca must say that I think it, it really, it really takes you knowing yourself um you know and and understanding who you are as a person and i i really admire the fact that you know you're able to say no actually you know what this is not what i stand for and this is not what i value yeah. and this is not in line with with my principles i think that's really admirable um so diving into work ethic let's let's talk about work ethic right so you 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 are obviously somebody who is quite busy um uh, and I think, you know, you obviously have to have some some level of motivation to do the work that you do, not just to to do the work that you do, but to do it at the quality that you do it at. Right. Um, let's talk a little bit about work ethic. How how did you right learn your work ethic or was it just a case of actually, you know what, I was born and you know, I just worked hard. <laughs> it's just, you know. I, 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 want to, I want to talk about that sort of point um, where you realized, actually, to be a success in life, you probably need to get a grasp of this thing called work ethic. Talk to me a little bit about that. How did you learn that? Yeah, I mean, now that you asked that, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And it, it started in high school. Mm. So what happened was I was in grade nine and um, I was like that goody two shoes, like that yeah. type of students, like never in trouble. Yeah. And um, I, I can really ever share yeah. this story, but I, I got into a bit of trouble at school. Mm. Um, it was myself, two other girls. And um, we basically, oh my gosh. So there was, there was this like, uh yeah it was a gym room and i think mm. we stole we stole like one i don't know why they i think there was a school event or something and there was leftover brutal fruit mm. um in the gym yeah we walking whatever and so each of us took one 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 little bottle of brutal fruit right <laughs> which i mean think about it now it's like so ridiculous it's yeah really, <laughs> So what happened is, yeah, we each took a brutal fruit, and yeah. but now my the one of the girls took a picture of like all the bottles in the gym, and mm. each of us holding our brutal fruit, like ah look at me this look, <laughs> and she posted it on Facebook, and so oh, oh it was just so bad. <laughs> uh, what do you call this? Um, prefects, you know, 
yeah. on our backs immediately. It was a whole thing. And mm. I had to do 100 hours of community service um, to basically, you know, just rectify this thing and learn my lesson. So, you know, it was a big thing. We were in the principal's office and I'd never gotten into trouble, you know, and I was like, mm. oh, like this is not me. But what we had to do as part of this whole process was we had to write down three things we wanted to achieve by the time we matriculated. Interesting. And yeah. no one else saw it but mm. um, our principal. So we wrote it on a piece of paper and we gave it to our principal. So that was um, her way of keeping us accountable. Okay. And so ever since that day, something just went like, like the switch just happened. And I'd always been very sporty, like, into netball athletics sport was like my life in school but you know and I was always like a team and whatever but I that was just like natural talent I wasn't like really getting in there and so yeah so basically I said one of the things on the list was that I want to be a first team netball captain and that I want to represent uh, Gauteng Um, you know I want to get my provincial rep full colors and I want to get full colors for netball so yeah. I said this thing, right? And I just worked really, really, really hard. And it wasn't easy at all. Hey, I mean, think, like, imagine this, grade nine, I'm 14 years old, because my birthday is in December, so I was still 14. Waking mm. up at 4 a.m., my dad would drop me at the gym, 4 a.m., train for an hour, come back to school, go through school, and then in the evenings I'll train again because I was like, I am making the provincial team and I want to be in the first team and I want to be captain. So it was grade nine until grade 12. And basically I, I reached all those goals. So I became the best player in the entire school by the time I left. Um, mm. my, board was, my name was up on the board. Um, yeah. I became Maple captain. I, I represented Gauteng. Um, I was first team, you know. So that's kind of actually where, where it started. And there was, you know... I think that helped me with my work ethic that taught me about hard work because Mm -hmm. it wasn't easy for me. I had a lot of coaches, you know, just being difficult, being like hard on me, just like, no, you can't achieve this. And we we dropping you from A team to B team, you know, getting dropped from A to B team is, it's rough, especially when you've always been in the A team. And I always had a point to prove. I was like, no, I'm achieving this. You guys, I have these goals. I told the principal, Imagine leaving the school and I haven't achieved this stuff, you know, and also because of the fact that, um, uh, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, but, you know, growing up, I was always a people pleaser and I always wanted to just do right and keep my word. So I was also trying to fulfill that. And yeah. so I put a lot of pressure on myself, but I think that that ignited um, just the, the whole thing about work ethic, because till this day, I still carry all the lessons that I learned from, you know, grade nine up until matric. And I yeah. apply them in things like right now as a yeah. 27 year old. It's yeah. crazy. I think that's, that's a really powerful story. Um, because that to me talks about somebody who, <laughs> who got into trouble. Right? <laughs> but, yeah. I did then and there that actually, you know what, there's something that I want to achieve in my life. And this is where I want to go. Now, what I want to know is, and not necessarily particularly about um, that sort of period in your life, but even now, how important do you think your environment is um, to 
to your work ethic. So the people that you surround yourself with, how how important is have you found that in your in your journey through life? Um, talk to me a bit a little, little bit about that relationship between the people that you surrounded yourself with and your work ethic. Yeah, huge. It's very important. Um, mm. And that's just because you will be influenced by the people who are around you, whether you like it or not. Mm. You can be, you know, the, the strongest person or whatever, but you will always be influenced by who you are around, by yes. the things you're listening to, by the space that you're in, by the things you watch. They will mm. influence you. Um, and so I think, you know, just having my own fair share of um, just coming out of wanting to be a people pleaser, that helped me to just be comfortable with myself and with my decisions. Mm. Um, but it took a long time because you could say from like, what, maybe eight years old, you mm. know, I was always that person, like I couldn't say no. I was yes, yes, yes to everything. I didn't mm. want to do it, but I'm like, yeah, let's go. But, you know, I don't want to do it. Um, all the way up until maybe about the age of 20, um, mm. I think my early 20s were, that, that's when I really was trying to figure out like who I am and, and yeah. just being comfortable with the fact that, you know, if I don't like something, it's okay to say, you know, that's not really for me. And mm. if, you know, my friend or whoever's around me doesn't understand that, then they aren't for me. And so, um, yeah, just being very picky with um, who I, I give my time to, um, who I share my dreams with as well, because, whoa, there's not everyone out there is happy for you. Um, yeah. I've had I've had a number of friends, ex-friends now, who, mm. you know, we're just very jealous. And um, mm. I, I say that in that way because it is what it is. It's a fact. But yeah. I think for me it affected me more because I'm the type of person to give, 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 give all the time yeah. and um, always getting taken advantage of. Um, and so, yeah, right now I surround myself with literally a handful of people. Like I can count them on one hand, um, yeah. you know, my family, a few friends, a number of friends, like maybe like, yeah, three, I would say three and, um, my boyfriend. And those yeah. are the people who, um, I share my dreams with, who can keep me accountable for certain things, um, you know, that I want to achieve. I'll maybe you know, I'll just share like maybe a fitness goal or something that I want to achieve in my career. I'll share it with the people closest to me because I know that they have my best interests at heart. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, sometimes it's really tough having to end a friendship, you know, but I've, I've, I've ended maybe two friendships because mm. they were sucking the life out of me. And um, I was so depleted and I was doing things that I wouldn't normally do. Um, you know, because I was trying to keep up with this friendship, but I was afraid to say no in the friendship. I was afraid to speak my mind. Um, it was also difficult to share how I felt about certain things or maybe achievements even in my career with my friends who were yeah. around me at that time because they were jealous and they wouldn't actually support me, you know, yeah. which is insane. So, um, yeah, I think it's really important who you surround yourself with. You have to be picky. And sometimes it's really difficult to let go of, of someone. But if if they're bringing you down, it's really necessary sometimes mm. just to say, you know, it's going to no, have to end. And that's, that's such a difficult thing to do, right? 
um i i i can i can really understand in your in in the in the story that you tell that actually you know what this is this is not an easy decision to make um but you do have keep to keep you up at night i was yeah. up at night like like is this really, this like really it, crazy also that 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 to me and I'm, i've just been listening to you sort of as you described yourself and your sort of growth you you might not realize this but you've you've what you basically described is your own growth as well right as someone who always used to say yes to everything and now actually says okay hold on pick and choose um you know actually this is not good for me this is um even realizing that is a massive step but acting on it is like wow. another story yeah <laughs> like it's another story it's realizing to have that first okay hold on what is actually good for me because to know what's good for you you got to know what you actually want right from life and what you're actually aiming for at the moment but to act on it i think takes incredible courage so so that that i think is is extremely is extremely i think impactful and really inspirational for anybody who is listening to this tell me so what would you say to somebody who says to you okay bianca i i have no idea my work ethic is terrible right and they say to you look I don't know how to learn this thing called work ethic. What would you say to somebody like that? What where do they start? How do they you know get to a place where they start to actually improve their work ethic? Where do you think that they should start? Yeah. I think um it all starts with being honest with yourself and where you're at in your life. Mm-hmm. Um you know we all want to achieve certain things whether you have good work ethic or not whether you're motivated or not we all want to achieve something we all want to travel somewhere or get a yeah. different job or every we we all have it deep down inside and it all starts with being honest with yourself and where you're at mm-hmm. and being able to be like okay bianca like i'm at a place where you know i'm being mediocre right now and it is what it is i'm I'm procrastinating. I'm, you know, all those things. So you got to write down a couple of things and just be honest with yourself like where I'm at now and where I want to be. And yeah. um well that's what I that's what I did and also what I do every now and again when I hit a slump, you know, I'm like, okay, why am I feeling so stagnant? Okay, cool. Where am I at? Have I achieved what I set out to achieve? Yes or no? If it's a no, let's actually work on that. Um yeah. And then from there I would definitely suggest um you have to take control of your mind because your mind is so oh my gosh it can run and run and run forever your mind can make you do something your mind can make you not do something and mm-hmm. so yeah being honest with yourself very important and start off small 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 things you know yeah. don't don't now set out to i don't know like something that maybe will need about a year of work just something small that you can actually change right now whether it's going to bed an hour earlier whether it is reducing your alcohol intake whether mm-hmm. it is starting to journal more whether it's um doing 10 minutes of exercise a day yeah. start off small because it's all a ripple effect so this work ethic thing it's it's made up of every day doing small things small mm-hmm. simple things that will that creates work ethic it's not one big thing we can be like work ethic you know <laughs> so we need to just yeah. remember that um and also be patient with yourself because it is a long process there are days where you're just like 
to hell with all of this. I hate mm. life. And you have to also be able to go through those days. And, you know, just remember that that's part of the journey. And mm. if you can overcome that mental thing of, oh, I don't want to work out right now, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, yeah. You know, small things like that, they, they will get you to that point where you're able to actually build a good work ethic. Mm, mm, that's really powerful. Um, I think you've probably given the person, you know, 10 different pieces of advice that I think will, will change their life around. I think, yeah, you know, definitely. and I hope that, you know, anybody who is listening to this at this point or watching this at this point, that you've you've got a notebook out or you've, you know, yes. you, you've got, you got the notes app on your phone or whatever, you know, rolling. I hope that you got those key words going. So that's really powerful. So we talked a little bit about the impact of friendships on your work ethic. What I want to also understand is, you know, has mentorship played a role, if any, um, in the development of your work ethic in general? You know what? I would have to say my my mentors have been my parents. Um, mm. However, you know, I do recommend getting a mentor. I do recommend having someone who can give you that advice. I think for me, because of the fact that um, uh, my dad is, type A personality, he's also an entrepreneur, he's a go-getter, he's like, even if he's so sick, he's going to that meeting, he's closing that deal, he's that type of person, and so he's definitely been able to mentor me um, from that aspect, Um, and then my mom, I get all my creativity from her, so, you know, she's always encouraging me, we have so many long conversations about all the ideas that I have, and, you know, having that mentorship really has... It's, it, it motivates you um, mm. and again also keeps you accountable um, so I would definitely suggest getting a mentor but also you know I have had my fair share of uh, two years ago I had a mentor that you know wasn't a right fit and uh, it, it wasn't a good situation and so sometimes you also need to just see and evaluate you know don't jump to the first person who's maybe older than you who doesn't yeah. actually know anything about what they're talking about. So have have patience. I think it's important to have patience with finding a mentor, but a mentor is crucial. A mentor is very, very crucial because you don't know everything. And you also need to, you need to learn from people who've maybe gone through a similar thing or who are just wiser because they've spent more time on earth. They've seen more, you know, mm. so having, you don't have to put all that weight on your shoulders alone, you know. Mm. Mm. No, thank you for that. That that's really, I think that's that's a really meaningful point. Um, you know, especially about the part you know that you you also do have to sort of select your your mentors, you know, carefully. And that you spoke about you know the sort of traits that you're getting from um, your parents, who are also your mentors as well. And I think it's incredibly important to realize, you know, what sort of traits you would seek in yes. in that mentorship as well. I want to touch on meditation a little bit. Um, you know, and, and tell me tell me a little bit about, you know, what role does meditation play in your work ethic um as well? Um tell me about a little bit about the techniques that you that you do as well. We had a we had a question about that as well. Um yeah, and, and generally your your sort of type of routine as well. Well, of course now, you know, we're hearing a lot about actually for the last number of years, meditation, meditation, meditation. Yeah. And Um, It can sometimes seem like this big, scary thing, like, where do I even begin? Which it is. In the beginning, you do feel like that. But um, 
I how I developed is I started with five minutes. Um, there's so many like apps. There's an app called Headspace. There's yes, yeah. free meditations on YouTube. So I would actually do a five minute morning meditation on YouTube, and it would, it's literally just your silence and your breathing, and you're actually trying to um I wouldn't say gain control over your thoughts because thoughts always going to come and go, but it's just trying to find that moment of stillness. Um, trying to find that moment of focus and when you do drift away being able to remind yourself like hey hey wait we're doing a thing here and um so i do uh transcend transcendation no wait transcendental meditation i think i'm saying i don't know if i'm saying it right or wrong oh my gosh anyways say in the comments guys if you know what i'm talking about but anyways yeah that one um i do that one and then i don't know if you're familiar with eckhart tolle but I do um, his meditation as well. Uh, he's great. He's just like, his voice will make you just feel like everything is okay. Um, and then I'll just do, sometimes I'll just sit in silence um, and I'll just take a couple of deep breaths in and out and I'll try and do that for about 10 minutes. But mm. I'll say my average meditation time is 15 minutes. And for yeah. me, it's all about like being in the present moment, um, you know, being in the now, not like when a thought comes from let's say like something that makes me anxious like oh i'm expecting something that's going to happen in the future or i'm thinking about something that happened in the past while meditating mm -hmm. just bringing myself back and being like wait we trying to be in the present moment so that's that's the main thing of what it is for me um and how it's helped me in my career you know work ethic everything is that it's helped me to be more like in the present moment. So let's say I'll give you an example. If I'm going to an audition, um, mm. you know, nerves kick in. It's normal. Nerves will always be there and you're like, ah, all over the place. But because mm. I've trained my mind to be in the present moment, I'm able to let those like feelings of fear or like me being scared or whatever, I'm able to um, be in the moment and actually just execute my role, deliver my lines and really be like involved in whatever character I'm trying to portray. Um, or for example, if I'm driving, um, a lot of the time we can drive and your mind just drifts, you know, but because I've been meditating so much, I'm able to, you know, I know where I'm going. Um, yeah. And there's many times where I've, I've taken off, like taken a wrong off ramp and that's just because I wasn't in the present moment. Yeah, you and just so I try and pr practice that all the time, even if I'm washing dishes, even if I'm, doing laundry, whatever I'm doing, I try and be like, okay, like right now I'm drinking this glass of water and mm. we are having a conversation, you know, I'm not mm. thinking about what I have to do after this or what I did before this or, you know, so it's helped me to um, ease my anxiety because I am a very anxious person. I'm always thinking of the what ifs. I'm very paranoid all the time. So yeah. it helps me to stay focused. Um, and that's also how I'm able to um, you know, like keep my work ethic, you know, for example, if I'm exercising and it's feeling really tough and the set is like hard, you know, um, I'm able to, um, you know, I'm able to finish the set because my mind is like, no, we in this moment, we are doing abs now and we have to finish it. So yeah, it's, it's life changing. It can seem daunting. So to anyone who's hearing about meditation and is terrified, start off with five minutes find something on youtube and also you'll find what works for you sometimes there's guided meditations where you can hear what they're saying and you follow along or there's just music or there's 
nothing um, and you, it's just silence. So you'll find the one which, which works for you. Um, but it's changed my life like in so many ways. I think that's really powerful. So how long have you been have you been doing it? I'm actually quite curious. I've been meditating for two years. So I started actively, like properly in 2018. Okay. Okay. That's really powerful, I think. And so let's talk a little bit about um, you know, the pain of pain of discipline versus the pain of regret. Yes. I and I suppose you want us to try to link this back um, to perhaps that story uh, in high school as well, when you had to sort of make a choice. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about this this principle. Um, and ultimately, I think in life we do have to make choices. You know, about what we what we want. Um, but tell me a little bit about. This. So I learned about this from Jim Ron. I think he's passed away now, um, yes. but he's an incredible motivational speaker and mm. so much stuff on YouTube, like go and type in Jim Ron or write it down somewhere so you don't forget. But he, he, I came across this one uh, uh, video and he was basically saying that in life you, you have to choose one pain because there'll always be pain. But you have to choose which pain it's going to be. Is it going to be the pain of regret or the pain of discipline? Because it is painful. It's painful to wake up at five. It's painful to go work out. It's painful. It's painful and it's tiring. Yeah. Um, you know, but are you going to choose that? Or are you going to rather have the pain of when you're, I don't know, or let's say, speak for myself, when I'm 60 or 70, you know, that pain of like, I could have, you know, mm. I, I should have. There's just no way. So I made that choice. I'm like, I'm, I'd rather go through this pain of like, you know, having a strict schedule, doing what I need to do. Because um, it, it is painful in the moment, but the reward is so amazing. Um, mm. But, I, you know, I don't want to float through life and get to a point where I'm super old and I regret everything. Yeah. I regret, you know, not enjoying my youth. I regret not taking chances. So I'm a chancer. I'll... I'm out there, I'm doing everything and I'm like, oh, if I fail, I fail. It's totally fun. You know, we move on and it's not even a failure because I've, I've done it so I can learn from that and apply it in a different instance and actually do better. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think it's very important to, because um, you have to just make the choice. It is what it is. So if you're sitting somewhere, you're feeling very stagnant and, you know, you're not feeling good about yourself. You, mm. you're going to have to make a choice, you know, yeah. because we don't just wake up to a place where we're successful and things are great. And no, we actually have to work really hard to get there. And it's really tough and it requires discipline, you know, and it's painful, but the reward is just so amazing. So it's worth it. What, what you are, what you're alluding to, I think, in, in such a strong fashion is the intentionality, right? So, so, so the fact that, you know, you, you're actually intentional about, you know, this is, I know it's, I know it's going to be hard, right? But actually, I would much rather do this than regret, right, to have not done it in the first place. And that, exactly. that, that can be something big, right? That can be a, a massive thing that you decide. But it can also be, you know, the 30-minute gym session in the morning um, versus not, right, which completely alters the, the rest of your day. And I think, you know, we, we obviously in, in winter in Joburg at the moment, so, you know, going like gymming of any sort is is a bit of a, a hard sort of sell. I know this morning when I was 
um, gymming in this morning. I was like, yeah, this is this is tough, yeah, right? Yeah, real. I I I know that for the rest of the day, right? I feel good because actually I made that choice. But I think it really does take an intentionality about you know what you want to do, and you know that that can go from as very small as did you you know go to the 30 minute gym session on Saturday morning, right? Or did you, you know, decide to pursue this degree or this venture, or did you decide to start this business, right? It can it can range in size in terms of what you're actually intentionally looking to do. I want to marry this with, you know, learning how to believe in yourself, right? And I think, you know, what would my question to you would be is, how how has that been for you, right? How did you learn to believe in yourself? If and that's not necessarily always going to be a a hundred percent, right? You, I, I know for myself, I don't a hundred percent believe in myself, right? There are times where it's like, okay, am I sure, right, <laughs> that this is gonna work, right? But yeah. how has that journey been? What are the sort of key milestones would you say in that journey of how you, as Bianca, has learned to believe in yourself? Uh, a lot of introspection, a lot of spending time with myself, a lot of journaling. Um, and, you know, those are just those are things that I, I will always revisit. So every few weeks or months, I will, I will come back and I'll, I'll journal a bit more. I will, you know, where am I at? Let me see where I'm at, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I also do is um, I make sure that every time I achieve something, I write it down. And that's because, you know, sometimes I even forget how much I've done. I'm like, I've been in this industry for almost 10 years. Like when someone asks me what I've done, who have I worked with? I'm like, I don't know, but I've I've done so much. I've traveled. It's just insane. And, you know, so I make sure that I write down my achievements as soon as they happen. And I look back every like six, yeah, twice a year. So in June-ish, I'll look and be like, oh, okay, I did that. And then December, I'll look again. And um, that just, that helps me. It reminds me that, listen, like you achieved that. And also because I journal, um, I can go back to that time, let's say February, when I achieved A, B, C, and D. I go back to my journal because I always put dates whenever I journal. um, And I'm able to be like, oh, wow, I was in that mental space, but I achieved that. Oh, wow, I was feeling like this, but I achieved that. Oh, wow, I was going through this, but I achieved that. And so that helps me to believe in myself even more because I'm like, you can do this. You know, if you can do these ty- these things when you're dealing with so much, like imagine what you can do now when you're in a much better mental space. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's definitely helped me to to believe in myself. And because I'm able to show myself that it's possible, anything is possible. You know, um, it's easy to say, but sometimes, you know, like I said, we do forget. So we have to also celebrate the small wins as well, you know. Um, and with someone like me, who's a type A personality, we're always going and going and going and going. And sometimes we forget to stop and be like, no, well done for that, you know, and take it in and actually enjoy the moment. We're just thinking about the next project, you know. So that stuff I've also had to work on. And when I'm in the moment and really enjoying it, you know, I'm able to see that, like, I can actually achieve anything that I, I, I set my mind to, you know? Yeah, that's really powerful, yeah. That's really powerful. Uh, so tell me about, you know, sort of one or two sort of periods in, in your life where this sort of belief in yourself was tested and how you overcame that. 
last, no, not last year. Yes, last year, actually. Last year, around February, I was in a terrible mental space. Um, very, very, very depressed. Um, I'd gone through a really rough three to four months prior. Uh, I'd never had acne in my life. I had raging acne because of the stress and everything. Um, so that was like a blow to me because I'm like, how am I going to shoot? How am I going to, how am I, you know, I'm like hiding my face. I was literally like this for a couple of months. I was like, no one mm. must see my face, you know, because mm. there's like acne everywhere. Self-confidence was low. Self-esteem was low. Um, but like I said earlier in our conversation, I, I reach these times like where I just wake up and I'm like, okay, okay, enough. And what are we going to do? Let's get back to the drawing board. I don't know how it happens, but it mm -hmm. literally just happens in that way. So, um, I, you know, I went through a good, like, six to eight months of floating around and just feeling really terrible. Um, I can't go into detail about what happened, but I had a very terrible work experience, and it really tested everything. I felt like I was worthless. I felt like I couldn't achieve anything. I felt like what I had achieved wasn't good enough. Um, anything you can think of, it was there on that list. And I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I was actually reading old journal entries. That's what I was doing. Uh, yeah. I read some old journal entries. And it just sparked a bit of motivation again. And I woke up and I said, you know what? It's going to be hard. It's going to be long, but you're going to rebuild and you're going to be fine. Yeah. And I started going for therapy. I was active again in my meditation. I started doing yoga, which I'd never done before. And it was life-changing. Um, because they kind of like yoga also mixes meditation in there. So it was really amazing. Um, and I started journaling more heavily um, and just also being easy on myself because I'm always go, 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 go all the time. I was like, you know what, maybe you just need to rest a little bit. Maybe you just need to take some time out and just be. And that's what I did. And um, yeah, I'd say it took maybe like, six-ish months so by the middle of the year you know I was back on my feet and um yeah it's it's it was it, it's humbling you know and it's also like um those times of being you have to just be honest with yourself about where you're at about how you're feeling if you mask feelings or realities um it will take so much longer for you to heal and and to get to a better place or to get back on your feet you have to just be honest with where you are and where you're at and not be ashamed of it you know because it's normal um, and the, the strength will, will come in that period where you're rebuilding. That's where you'll, you'll find your strength. But hiding away from like the elephant in the room, it's just going to suffocate you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those are, those are some really, you know, significant steps that you took and really powerful lessons that, that you shared as well. Bianca, to, to finish off, um, you know, so what would you, what would you say to somebody who, you know, it doesn't, doesn't believe in them, in themselves. Um, somebody who's trying to learn that belief. Um, similarly, you know, to the sort of work ethic uh, debate and, and question, what would you say to somebody who, you know, says that actually I don't believe that I'm capable of achieving what I want to achieve? Where, where do they start? What is the sort of practical starting point? Honestly, um, I think they need to first figure out what do they want to do? What is mm. your passion? Like, what do you, 
that's going to be your driving force. You know what I mean? Like, what do you want to do? What do you love? What makes you happy? What do you want to do for the rest of your life? Whatever it is, take that time. And don't just have a, a five minutes like, oh, I want to do this. I want to be a pilot. No, really think about it. You know, yeah. what What am I trying to say? What do what I want to leave behind when I'm not on earth anymore? And um, once you've established that, it's so much easier to then find drive, to find motivation, to find self-belief, because you'll then be able to, you, you're working towards something. But if you're just floating through life, um, you know, trying a bit of this, trying a bit of that, not fully committing to something, you will forever feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, because you're not focused. So you have to actually find out what you love, you know, and that will come through trying different things. Of course you can try. I've tried so many different things. I've had a promo agency. I've had my own modeling agency. Mm. I've done photography full-time. I've done content creation full-time. I've done makeup artistry full-time. I've done styling full. I've done so many different things. And I was able to then find like, okay, this is what I want to do, you know? And so um, you need to have a driving force so that you can, you can then set a game plan. You know, and then you'll be able to do small things, you know, tick off small things. And that's actually what will create that belief in yourself, because it's not just going to land on you like, oh, I believe in myself now. No, the way that you get the self-belief is through ticking off small things on your goals list, at least for me. When I say, oh, I'm going to do this in six months time and I do it, I'm like, whoa, okay, I can do it. And that actually helps you to then, you know, establish this like uh, trust with yourself. You know, and that's how you'll get the self-belief. But you also have to do a bit of work. You know, you can't just imagine that it's it's going to happen. It doesn't happen overnight. So much work goes into it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you need to, it, it's easy to, to look on the outside, you know, and, and, and see people achieving things. But what do you think it took to get there, you know? And that when you when you reel with that, you're like, oh, okay, well, this is actually hard work. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? And that's why you have, you have to have, um, a game plan and a driving force. Yeah, and I think you know that's when, obviously, then the work ethic also kicks in as well, and the sort of techniques like meditation as well bring it bring it all together. Bianca, I I want to thank you um, for sharing some yeah. were really really significant um, points with us on the platform today. Um, firstly, I want to thank you for accepting the invitation to to come onto the of platform. Course. So yes, much. Of course, uh, I'm so excited. I, you know, while you were talking, I was like, okay, I'd actually love to speak to her about this and that and that. So yes, I would really awesome. you know, love if we could do, you know, a version two again in the future yeah. and you know, dive into a little bit deeper into some things and you know share a little bit about you know what you may have learned at that point as well in life. Um, but I want to thank you for for coming onto the show, for you know giving us a little of insight into you know what it's like um, being a model, what it's like being an, a content creator, an influencer, an entrepreneur, um, as well as marrying that with the principles that you have used um, to get there in terms of of work ethic, you know, in terms of self belief, in terms of meditation, in terms of intentionality, right? So the intentionality to pursue your success. So Thank you so much. Uh, that's that's pretty it's much thing that encapsulates everything is that just thank you for coming onto the show. Awesome. It's such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I love conversations like this. So, you know, always happy to. I'm keen for the next one. Just let me know when. 
Um, yeah, love everything you're doing, and I'm going to keep watching all the other episodes as well. Thank you so much, Bianca. I hope that you stay safe. Uh, good luck with everything that you're pursuing. Um, I hope that you 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 continue inspiring people, um, that you continue impacting people as well. Um, the only thing that I'll say to you to finish off is don't forget the power of your story. I think it really oh, is powerful. You. So please keep doing what you're doing. And until we meet again on the show, take care and goodbye. Awesome. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the episode. I hope that you were impacted positively and that you found substance and significance whilst listening to the episode. Head over to the Impactful Conversations website at impactfulconversations.co.za to find out more about the show. To stay up to date with the latest episodes, please subscribe to the podcast and give it a five-star rating. You can also check out and subscribe to my episodes in video format on the Impactful Conversations YouTube channel. Just head over to YouTube and search Impactful Conversations. Thank you to all who have listened in and subscribed. Why not share the episode with a family member or a friend who you think could be positively impacted? Anyway, until the next episode, bye-bye, stay safe, stay healthy, and wash your hands.